My friends, at 79 years old, Joe Biden is the oldest president in American history. Concerns about his age top the list for why Democratic voters want the party to find an alternative for 2024. I don't think this reflects an ageist prejudice against those who have reached such withering heights so much as an understanding that people in their late 70s and 80s wither. I speak with some authority. I'm now a sprightly 76, light years younger than our president. I feel fit. I swing dance and salsa. I can do 20 push-ups in a row. Yet I confess to a certain loss of, shall we say, fizz. Joe Biden could make it through his 80s. After all, it's now thought a bit disappointing if a person dies before 85. My mother passed at 86, and my father two weeks before his 102nd birthday. So I'm hoping for the best, genetically speaking. Three score and ten, after all, is the number of years of life set out in the Bible. Anything beyond that ought to be considered an extra helping. After 80, it's gravy, my father used to say. Joe is on the cusp of the gravy train. Where will it end? Well, there's only one possibility, and that occurs to me with increasing frequency. I find myself reading the obituary pages with greater interest than ever before. I remember a New Yorker cartoon in which an elderly reader of the obituaries sees headlines that read only older than me or younger than me. Yet most of the time I forget my age. The other day, after lunch with some of my graduate students, I caught a reflection of us in a store window and for an instant wondered about the identity of the short old man in our midst. It's not death that's the worrying thing about a second term of Biden. It's the dwindling capacities that go with aging. Bodily decrepitude, said Yates, is wisdom. Well, I seem to have accumulated more of the former than the latter, and perhaps our president has too. I still have most of my teeth, in contrast to my grandfather, whom I vividly recall storing his choppers at night in a glass next to his bed. I've so far steered clear of heart attack or stroke. I pray I'm not tempting fate by stating this fact. But I've lived through several kidney stones and a few unexplained fits of epilepsy in my late 30s. I've had both hips replaced, and my hearing is crap. Even with hearing aids, I have a hard time hearing someone talking next to me in a noisy restaurant. I mean, you'd think that the sheer market power of 60 million boomers losing their hearing would be enough to generate at least one chain of quiet restaurants. When I get together with old friends, one of our first rituals is an organ recital. How's your back? Knee, heart, hip, shoulder, eyesight, hearing, prostate, digestion? The question we jokingly, and in hindsight, brutishly, asked one another in our 20s, getting much? now refers not to sex, but to sleep. I don't know anyone over 75 who sleeps through the night. When he was president, Bill Clinton prided himself on getting only about four hours of sleep a night, but he was in his 40s at the time. I also recall cabinet meetings where he fell asleep. I don't understand how Biden manages in the sleep department. My memory for names is horrible. I once asked Ted Kennedy how he recalled names and he advised, if a man over 50, uh, well, you just ask, how's the back? 
and he'll think you know him. My back is okay, but I can't remember a damn thing, often including where I put my wallet and keys, and also certain proper nouns, even when found, have a diabolical way of disappearing again. Biden's Secret Service detail can worry about his wallet, and he's got a teleprompter for wayward nouns, but I'm sure he's experiencing some diminishment in the memory department. I've lost much of my enthusiasm for travel and feel, as did Philip Larkin, that I would like to visit China, but only on the condition that I could return home that night. Air Force One has a nice bedroom and personal bathroom, so I don't expect Biden's trips are too taxing. I'm told that after the age of 60, one loses half an inch of height every five years. This doesn't appear to be a problem for Biden, but it is for me, considering where I was at my zenith. If I live as long as my father did, I may vanish. Another dimension I've noticed is tact. A few days ago, I gave the finger to a driver who passed me recklessly. This itself was a reckless act. I'm also noticing that I have less patience than I used to, perhaps because of an unconscious use-by timer that's now clicking away. Increasingly, I wonder why I'm wasting my time with this or that buffoon, and I'm less tolerant of long waiting lines, automated phone menus, and Republicans. Cicero claimed older people who are reasonable, good-tempered, and gracious, bear aging well, those who are mean-spirited and irritable will be unhappy at every stage of their lives. It was easy for Cicero to stay, to say. I mean, he was forced into exile and murdered. His decapitated head and right hand hung up in the forum by order of the mean-spirited and irritable Marcus Antonius. How the hell does Biden maintain tact or patience when he has to deal with Mitch McConnell or Joe Manchin? The style sections of the papers tell us that the the, the 70s are the new 50s. Septuagenarians are supposed to be fit and alert, exercise like mad, have rip-roaring sex, and party until dawn. Rubbish. Inevitably, things begin falling apart. My aunt, who lived far into her 90s, told me getting old isn't for sissies. Toward the end, she repeated that phrase every three to five minutes. Philosopher George Santayana claimed to prefer old age to all others. Old age is, or maybe as in my case, far happier than youth, he wrote. I was never more entertained or less troubled than I am now. Well, yes, in a way. Despite Trump, notwithstanding the seditiousness of the Republican Party, the ravages of climate change, near record inequality, a potential nuclear war, and a stubborn pandemic, I remain optimistic about the future, largely because I still spend most days with people in their 20s whose energy and excitement and fizz buoy my spirits. Maybe Biden does too. But I'm feeling more and more out of it. I'm doing videos on TikTok and tweeting, but I'm awed by how little I know of what's going on now. When my students talk about Ariana Grande or Selena Gomez, or Jared Leto. I don't have a clue who they're talking about. And, to be frank, don't really care. And I find myself using words 
hence, utmost, therefore, Tony, brilliant, that my students and younger colleagues find charmingly old-fashioned. If I refer to Rosemary Woods or Jackie Robinson or Ed Sullivan or Mary Jo Compechny, they look bewildered. The culture has flipped in so many ways. When I was 17, I could go into a drugstore and confidently ask for a package of Luckies and nervously whisper a, a request for condoms. Now it's the reverse. Sayana said the reason the old have nothing but foreboding about the future is that they cannot imagine a world that's good without themselves in it. Well, I don't share that view. To the contrary, I think my generation of boomers, including Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush, Trump, Newt Gingrich, Clarence Thomas, and Biden, have fucked it up royally. The world would probably be better without us. Joe, please don't run. <laughs>